you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Congratulations, you really could have been the MVP of the game. Did you think about that in the fourth quarter at all? Absolutely not. Uh, my job is to, I don't know when I'm going to go in and when my you know, job is going to be called upon, but um, I just love all, each and every one of these guys, and that was a team effort and a team win all the way around. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. There you heard my annoying voice talking to punter Ryan Allen, late of the New England Patriots, and that was a sincere question. I said after 45 minutes of the, of the most recent Super Bowl, uh, to whoever was uh, was uh, flanking me, I said, you know, the Patriots punter could really end up being the MVP of this game. Apparently, Ryan Allen disagreed and he uh, no longer is on the New England Patriots. Anywho, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by Zaxby's home of the famous chicken fingers, wings and salads. Go get you some of those things as everybody debates what the best chicken is in uh, in fast food. Of course, they all seem to be distracted right now because the correct answer is, of course, at Zaxby's uh, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass he loves them fingers i like uh, the wings but uh, whatever your pleasure uh zaxby's got you covered uh like i say hi and hello i'm sure everybody's very excited about uh, football college football is just about upon us soon after that pro football games that actually count will uh, will arrive and in the meantime we have preseason football here to help us break it all down well, before I say his name, let me say what's coming up here. Where we uh, we paid a visit a couple of days ago out to Chargers training camp in Costa Mesa, California, on a glorious uh, Southern California day, and uh, made uh, all the more splendid by the company that we kept. We talked to Joey Bosa, who uh, who I don't I, maybe I, this sounds like damning with faint praise or something, but I was surprised by what a what a delightful like low key. 
uh, droll sort of fella he was. And so we kibitzed with him and uh, and I talked to him about his brother, Nick. And then I was reminded like he has two, he and his brother are NFLers. And then, of course, that reminded me um, of the disappointment that me and my two sisters must be to our pet pres- uh, parents because none of us played pro sports of any kind. Um, and then we caught up with Mike Williams, uh, sure to be, according to most fantasy enthusiasts and otherwise, a surefire star in year three um, for the Chargers. Bad news for them since we did that. Derwin James now on the shelf, um, I, apparently at least until December. Um, we'll wait for more news on that. But man, already the football gods not smiling on the Chargers. A lot of people's pick to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Anywho. Oh, and then we also talked to to Jerry Tillery, rookie, another guy who has um, been added to that defensive front that already includes Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Should be dominant. And Denzel Perryman's now back in the middle there. Still should be a rugged defense, even without uh, one of the five great defenders. That's right. I said it. One of the five great defenders, even one year into his career, Derwin James. And uh, perhaps if things go right, glass half full, he'll be an injection of even more talent just in time for uh, for the Chargers as they go into the playoffs. In the meantime, now let's say hello to the guy. Started to introduce, big occasion for him because uh, the latest James Bond movie now has its name, No Time to Die, <coughs> which seems like a weird... It's, I feel it like it feels like a James Bond like movie uh, name generator just spat that out. Right. It seems almost like it seems like yeah. It seems like uh, a, so lazy and almost like a wink. It it seems like it it, it could have just have been like a time to die, not you know like that. that like <laughs> it was about that. Well, it just it's missing the word golden. No time golden to yeah. There's a lot like, of that's all it needs, and then it would be the official like that's. That's a great range into into any James Bond movie name. Golden. Wonder what the most Golden common word is. And, and kill. And kill. Kill is probably. I'm gonna go with uh, kill. Kill. Golden die. Um. But uh, in Majesty's only, I guess, in the one. Anyhow, uh, let's say hello to him now. You already heard his voice. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fan, all the way from London, England. It's handsome Hank. <laughs> Hello, handsome. How are you doing? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Are you spending a lot of time with the kin right now um, in anticipation of bidding them farewell for every weekend for the next 20 or so weeks? That is about what's happening. I just dropped my my youngest son off to school, his very first day of school Ah. today. So he's he. What grade? Kindergarten. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. He's 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 he was ready for it. The other two definitely when we dropped them off, they were like, you know, they wanted to stay with us. They weren't interested. He he waved us goodbye at the school gates and and uh, strolled right in. So excited. For- yeah, he was excited about the idea of it. I think because he had a couple of his best buds from preschool who mm. were going in the same classroom as him, he did not think twice about the. F- it was definitely more fun than spending time with. with yeah, I don't know how to. F- it's weird because you know one of my you know one of my most hated runs in life is uh, and that's a that's steep company. It's not like I have a lot of fun doing a lot of different things over the course of uh, of the many decades I've walked the big blue marble. But right up there is my hatred of school. I think school. Mm-hmm is the greatest crime that the man has ever committed against me and the man's decision of what I need to know, right. not, not what I think I need to know. I, don't, I resent anybody telling me the way I have to do stuff. 
and the man, like, I mean, it's all like in forty-five minute increments. I didn't. I, I didn't because do well. you're like you. Were, I mean, I imagine you you grew up wisecracking from from the moment you you um, were issued from your mother, and you know, school is is intended to slow that stuff down. Yeah, a lot of reprimands for yeah, for being a wiseacre. Yeah. you know. But then, you know, yeah, so I, I, it didn't it didn't jibe. You know, I di- it didn't go that well. Oil yeah. and vinegar, me in yeah. school. I didn't I, I never cared for it. But weirdly, my oldest child loves school. Really? And I don't know what to tell her. And then and then and then um, the second oldest, he's more like me. He's just more intrinsically like me, doesn't like being told. He wants everything to be his idea. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't be, you need to do that. Like, no, no, no. Hey, I have an idea, and it's the same it's the thing. the same thing. That's, he, he, he's, he's yeah. from my loins in yeah, that I regard. Yeah, I that. Um, and I don't know, it's tough because I can't really commiserate with him. I don't, I'm not sure how to negotiate around. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. It stinks. School's yeah. the worst, you know? <laughs> I can't do that. that right. That's irresponsible parenting on my part. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have to find... I, I mean, my, my eldest is is the same way. He's not. He's got to go back to school next week. He's not interested in that fact. And uh, I was talking to him about it last night. I was like, well, let's try and find out what is the thing you like about school. And, and after about 15 minutes of soul searching, it was the answer was nothing. Yeah, it's it's tough. It has and, no redeeming features. And then it's also like, well, listen, everything in life isn't for your pleasure, you know, is something that you must accept, right? I mean, yeah. the, the, this this isn't a hedonistic journey for Right, for but us. then if you explain it that way, they're like, yeah, but fi- that's five days a week for most of the year. That's, that's When you say everything in life isn't, you mean like it's exactly every, right. literally everything. That's why you must go out of your way. Listen, Handsome and I and Eddie Spaghetti, we all have to some degree at least for this limited opportunity, for this limited window, have found our way on the right side of living, you know, not just surviving, because that's exactly right. This rationalization that most people are required to impose upon themselves that you that I mean, like, well, yeah, you live for the for the nightlife and you live for the weekends and you live for, you know, taking a vacation like that ain't enough of a percentage. No, that's not going to do it. No, it's got to be the opposite. You right. know, it's got you, you got to figure out the opposite. Of it. You can't be spending 40 or 70 hours doing something that you resent having to do to get to those right. kind of things. But then comes football. And that's what football does for that's all of us, for. whether it's school or it's work or it's the end of summer and the beginning of winter in most parts of the country. Although I think winter's uh, a uh passing fad too right. in, uh, <laughs> on, on, on this planet. But either way, um, yeah, as you, the, the, the one salvation you have is football. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, school, oh, it's back to school and everything else, football. And that's really a big part of life too, is having something to look forward to. So we hail you football that's for, it, for, for that's people exactly of all it. stripes. We have right. this to rally around and boost our, uh, our morale. Um, I just one thing too. I took uh, as our farewell to summer. We had a we had uh, perhaps. Farewell. Our most- I mean, I feel like f- saying farewell to summer in August. You might you, that's a little bit like one of those things where you're probably you know when you say goodbye to someone at a party and you're like, all right, see ya, and then you see them again and it's like, oh, I feel like you're going to see summer again. Well, Mo Damashek, yeah, I know, but Mo Damashek used to like torment me 
in in uh, like late July on, she would start to sing uh, like in the days dwindled down <laughs> to a precious few. Now I so I played uh, Sinatra's uh, "The Summer Wind" to say goodbye to summer to, for the kids. But one last gasp of fun after what has been uh, our most glorious summer collectively on record. Uh, our our family with trips to Pittsburgh, PA, the city of Champines, and getting hitched down in San Diego and so on. We went to. I took. Uh, I took my daughter, Oprah, now twelve. She she loves the Harry Potter books. We went to Universal, just she and I, because I had promised her we would uh, see this Harry Potter world. And I don't know much about or anything about Harry Potter, and I love Star Wars. But I gotta say, head to head, hot take here: the Harry Potter world at Universal superior to Disneyland's uh, Star Wars. Have you done either one? Hansel? I haven't done either one. Really. Spaghetti? Either one for you? That, that, neither one seems in uh, in your line of interest. That's not true. Really? I, I'm a big, a huge Harry Potter fan. He, I, and, 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 and I've seen all the Star Wars movies like a million times over. You have? Yeah. I just, yeah, it's just one of the things I just don't tweet about enough or talk to enough about, I guess. Uh, I huh. have been to. No the, idea. I've been to the Harry Potter world and I went on the the, the main ride. That made right me off sick. The bat, and it made me sick. And the rest <laughs> of my day was kind of ruined. Is that what happened to you, really? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Well, that's three for three then, anecdotally. Yeah. You, my daughter, and I all felt queasy after that. Really? It's Is not it one of those virtual realities. Yes, virtual, that's worse than up. sitting on a, on that's a right. roller coaster. The worst thing is getting spun in a circle. Mm-hmm. Right. And that I can't do at all. I love a coaster. All all nature of roller coaster I'm down for. Like the ones that loop de loop. Yeah, I can and do anything. Corkscrew right. and all that jazz. Biggest hill possible mm-hmm. I'm down for. I don't like being spun in a perpetual circle. And I don't like those virtual reality ones. You put the 3D glasses on and it really made me, it really did make me feel sick. Right. I didn't care for that, but the world more immersive even than Star Wars, right? Spaghetti. I like. I haven't been to Star Wars one yet. I I do want to go soon. Um, but it, it's awesome how like you do feel like you're part of like Hogwarts or you're in the the town. You could buy like the wands of uh, walk around the butter beer they sell. Yeah, I actually, I actually did have one of those later on in the day to kind of settle my <laughs> stomach because I was a little queasy. I like how you said I actually did, as if anyone would would not believe the fact that Eddie had a butter. Beer. Well, you you don't <laughs> think that you want to eat drink a butter beer when you're right. you know Baker Mayfield. Puking. Has some hot takes on Eddie Spaghetti drinking butter beer. <laughs> Who's I can't believe he did that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, let's talk about some football now. And uh, Eddie Spaghetti, I'm going to leave it to you to decide which of the three. If you want to play two, if you want to play one, we'll spread out uh, our conversations with some of these uh, these high profile Sandy uh, San Diego Ooh. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, that was uh, uh, coming up here um, in just a few. In the meantime, handsome. What do you think uh, about jumping in on some uh, fresh takes here? Sure. Let's do Why it. Not? It's time for this week's edition of Fresh Takes, presented as always by Zaxby's famous chicken fingers, wings and salads. I think we got to go. There are too many big issues going on, as they always are here in late August, handsome, as we anticipate kickoff in uh, in. Where is that game? Is that in Chicago? It's or in Green Chicago. Bay? It's in Chicago. Yeah. Let's start there, actually. That's a, that's a bonus one. What do you think is going to happen in that game? Huh. Wow. Um, Joe, well, that was the, that was the I mean, like the most memorable game from week one of last season as well, wasn't it? It was the Sunday night game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is like, back. Look out, out everybody. Look out. Then, then Khalil Mack is like, hey, guys, welcome. Look, at, I'm, I'm, I'm playing for the Bears now. Look what I can do. And then Aaron Rodgers just had that amazing comeback. Um, 
I would say I'm going to give it to the Bears this time. I mean, I have no, I have nothing to go off here, but I think the Bears will win the game. Okay, I'm just, you know, suddenly now uh, a bunch of questions are coming into my mind. Okay. Will we see, as we have seen in the last couple of years, but uh, like you mentioned in 2018, that's probably the splashiest one we've seen in uh, in many, many moons, is this late training camp just on the eve of the regular season. Some big, big splashy trade. Big move in one mm. direction or another. Will 2019 see something like that it's possible given that you have a couple of QBs it's highly unlikely that Eli Manning is going to get moved although there is some minor buzz that you know why don't they just move on we've been talking about that that's not gonna it's not gonna happen but I'm just saying that's so it's also not like there's no benefit to it like a defensive end or running back you can plug them straight in and you know go play next Sunday you could with a quarterback that's just very seems very unrealistic to say okay now the okay so it could be Melvin Gordon it could be with the you know that's the thing that's happening and we've seen that we saw it last year as I keep saying you saw it in Pittsburgh oh the Steelers are doomed and I guess they didn't make the playoffs so they were ultimately doomed but but, you know, how are they going to survive without Levy and Bell? And then James Conner emerges. And I think that was a major factor um, in where Zeke and Melvin Gordon find themselves now is that, oh, yeah, we can survive and, in fact, even thrive um, in, in terms of just running the ball at minimum um, with a, a, a less heralded uh, option there. And David Johnson's flame out after the big deal and Todd Gurley's uncertain future. I think all these things now add up to a questionable future for Zeke and for Melvin Gordon. You could see one or both of those guys moved. For sure. I don't, yeah. I mean, it would be surprising. Is your prediction no? My, I wouldn't. I would say no with Zeke. I just can't see Zeke. I, can't, I, th- I don't think the Cowboys are in a position to. to I think that. they're. Yeah, I think they, they have to. I think they have to sign Zeke and Jerry Jones. You know that he will. He'll stump up in the end. He just he needs to get his head around what he's going to have to pay all three of those guys. Um, I could see Melvin Gordon getting traded for sure. Okay, here would be I don't a... think the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers would want to pay him that much. Let this leads me in to the que- to the second question. Then is um, with uh, w- talk about big splash. Antonio Brown will he wear a Raiders helmet? or any helmet in week one. He will be wearing a helmet for the Raiders in week one. How many teams do you think Antonio Brown plays for by the time it's all said and done? Does he, I, I predicted in, I think, late December or early January, or probably more like January when it was pretty clear that things were uh, irreparable between him and, uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, that he was not going to wear the black and gold anymore. I predicted that he was the second half of his career will closely mirror that of Terrell Owens. Do you agree with that? And do you think he has multiple stops coming up here in the next half decade? Or so? Yeah, I do. Definitely. I think, I mean, the, everything the Raiders are doing right now is intended to build an audience for them in Las Vegas when they move there next year. That's why they're putting together the team. They are. That's why they got John Gruden on a 10 year contract, which is seems insane. Um, that's why they, they traded for Antonio Brown. So he's got to get to Vegas. Um, but whether he stays more than a year in Vegas is a, is a different question. And uh, I, I, would, I could see him playing for two more teams in the National Football League. I don't know that it's politically correct in, uh, within, uh, within this larger campus here. Um, 
but I, I don't necessarily agree with all the the genuflecting or whatever it is that a lot of our colleagues are doing to Mike Mayock right now regarding Antonio Brown. <laughs> Love to see Mayock step up and hand it to AB like he traded for Antonio Brown right. and gave away a fair price. I mean, he didn't pay a lot compared to what the bills were offering and it seemed like a steal. But if you were listening to what the people that were actually in the locker room, the beat writers were saying in December and even prior to that. And I, I, I um, feel obliged as a vain person to say here in studio 66, what we were saying, even pushing back at the likes of Maurice Jones, drew and James Jones and all these guys who have a B's ear and back and forth. I said, listen, this is not, this, is not the same Antonio Brown as what you were seeing in 2017, 2016. These are the reports of people who are dealing with him on a regular basis saying there's something different about the guy, it's ego or otherwise, whatever else you want to attribute it to. It seemed like he was getting a little off the rails and practically for what that's worth, off field stuff and all that uh, diva behavior, just go. I, I kept saying it to people last year. Watch him run routes. He does not run the same route that he's supposed to run. It's no wonder Roethlisberger is frustrated, and it kind of overflowed in that uh, Denver game or in the uh, the days after that where he kind of subtly called out A.B., or maybe it wasn't so subtle, but that's what A.B. flipped his lid over. But the fact of the matter is Roethlisberger was right. Antonio, like the, the fact that he's supposed to hide that and keeps throwing interceptions, which then reflects onto him, like most other high-end quarterbacks like Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, he just didn't do it on the field calling out Antonio Brown. Right. He waited till he had a microphone in front of him and did the same thing. But anyway, the point is, A.B., this this feels bad, and if I was, and I've I just spoke within 20 minutes. I just spoke with somebody who does have a direct line with Antonio Brown and is talking to him currently. And, and he's on AB's side. And, you know, everybody wants to see the, the human being uh, be happy and everything. But I uh, said he's just getting bad counsel. He said this is he, right. He's surrounded by, by by the wrong, not the wrong people, not people are leading him astray. There, I have two AB takes. One of them, like we hear all the time that AB is the hardest working player in the NFL. And from everything you see, it's hard to disagree with that. The guy is working out night and day, wherever he might be in the world. In Paris, he's getting um, cryo-freezing, whatever it's called. But he, I mean, he genuinely is. But it always occurs to me that he's always working out by himself. And so when it comes to, are you running the routes that Ben Roethlisberger is expecting you to run? No, you're not. You're running the routes that you decided that you would quite like to run when you were doing your own workouts with a guy who isn't connected in any way to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's not a surprise to me that his kind of, and this isn't the right word, but sort of muscle memory for how he should run a route is very different to what Van Roethlisberger is expecting him to do because they never spend any time doing that together or did. And probably, although it seems like he maybe did to start with when he was with the Raiders with, with Derek Carr, it's not happening as much as it is where he's just in his backyard running routes with the space that he's been given. That's number one. The other one, which I just think is strange, and I thought this when I was watching Hard Knocks the other day, is AB came into the into the NFL. As everyone knows, his backstory is he was a a, forgot, a, a kind of sixth round pick that no one really expected to do anything. How did he become? How did he? I get why he had a chip on the shoulder then, but how did he become convert into such a diva so so fully? Like that just seems like a long transition to make. He, you know, the the sort of the narrative, and I saw Eisen talking about it on his show a little bit. That what happened to that guy? It's kind of he is definitely, according to people who are close to to Antonio Brown, and I I mean professionally. I don't mean 
you know, close friends of his. But a lot of people will say who were tracking him that this was always who he was. This was always available to him and uh, giving in to those lesser angels and everything else. And by the way, for the record, relatively speaking, he's not he's not doing, you know, hu- uh, on a human level, terrible things. He's no, just, no, as, no, a, no, no. as a professional, as a professional, he's, professional, he's not, like, he's not comporting himself like right. a professional, but people will say like, he always was predisposed to some of that stuff. And, and, um, success has brought those things out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, some legitimately, uh, sure there are better ways to say it, but wacky behavior. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, unprofessional behavior. And the the weird part about that is to show that he's really kind of um, off the rails or, I don't know, irretrievable in, in, in that direction. But, I mean, the okay, so it's all the Steelers' fault. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't invite me over to his house enough. He doesn't know my kids' names and where's the respect and all of that kind of stuff. Um from the Steelers organization. All right, let's just buy that. That's all true. In the last seven or eight months that he, he gets a brand new start. He gets more money. He wanted new loot. So he gets that the Derek Carr indulges as we saw in that video. And we talked to David Carr about that on multiple occasions uh, since that, the, the AB going over to Derek Carr's house, like you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Let's do you ready. Yeah, I'm ready. And all that kind of stuff. Back and forth, and Mike Mayock and John Gruden super excited about having the best receiver in football and all that stuff. And it adds up to like, well, I'm not showing up. I, you know, like, ah, my feet are frozen and okay, that's legitimate and whatever. But then this helmet jazz, and now you see Mike Mayock and everybody else like, what, 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 what gives, man? Like, oh, that's who he was eight right. months ago. And this thing that we always hear about, whether it's a quarterback who's, um, who's uber talented or, you know, has a big arm or whatever, the offensive coordinator coordinator thinking uh, whose ego says, I can fix that. I can make this work for him. This is, uh, this feels like the Raiders just were like, yeah, this, yeah, the Steelers, if anything else are stable, if nothing else are, are a pretty stable operation. They, they weather the storm season in and uh, decade out and all that kind of stuff. And the, the Raiders decided like, yeah, we, we can make this work. Um, it should feel like a flyer that they took on a guy at this point, you know, who's, right. who's 30 now and everything. It's not like he's uh, a 24 year old. Like, yeah, ba- like the Odell Beckham thing feels uh, more manageable, although I don't exactly love if I'm Freddie Kitchens and otherwise like just shut up about the Giants already would you please <laughs> just stop talking yeah, about, stop that. Talking about that, right. that that gives us You're nothing not with her anymore I like I like mouthy outspoken guys but it's also uh if you're the the Browns enough about the Giants already what are you talking Odell let's uh let's win the AFC yeah. North but with AB, it's a little bit like it uh, going back to. Us but yeah, this is school, this is different. This is an older guy. It's a, it's a little bit like a a, a a a kid going into a new class and being like, okay, what can I get away with with this teacher? It just feels like he's like, okay, well, the Steelers kind of you know like they they basically wouldn't tolerate some of this stuff, but I want to see how far I can push it. I won't turn up to training camp. I want to complain about this. I want to complain about this. just get on with it and play football. And are you able to still rightly call yourself the hardest working man in the NFL when you rarely? practice foot uh, condition but I think or otherwise he thinks that just running around in his backyard 
is is making him the hardest I mean, man in football and lifting weights in a in a in a sort of ballroom that he's built. built you talk himself. about you talk about how powerful a narrative can be about like who a guy is on and off the field, but I mean just straight up X's and O's. Watch him run routes. He doesn't he wasn't in 2018 and even 2017 running the same routes consistently. And that's why Roethlisberger was getting frustrated with him and forget all the other diva off the field stuff and, uh, uh, you know, whatever uh, social media stuff he was doing in locker rooms and everything else. Practically, he was uh, he was putting the team in a bad spot, demanding the ball, but then not being where he was supposed to be. And you can see it on Roethlisberger, an outsized percentage of interceptions that Roethlisberger threw in 2018 are thrown in the direction of Antonio Brown. And it's kind of like, where was he throwing the ball there? See if you can figure that one out. Do the deductive reasoning of is Roethlisberger just wildly inaccurate at this stage in his career, or was the receiver not in the right not place? Where he was supposed to be. Anyway, I get a lot of crap for uh, for for defending that as a, as a Steelers fan. What I would like is for the Steelers to win. So I do not yeah. think the best receiver, uh, the third best receiver of the Super Bowl era, not being on the team is beneficial. I do not necessarily agree with that, but but at some point it's enough of a distraction that I guess I don't mind him being gone, and I'm not in the in the. Um, what is it called uh, in the what for the what are you bag in the bag? Yeah, I'm not in the bag for the for Ben Roethlisberger right. or the Steelers ownership is not uh, somehow leveraging some invisible um, uh, weight on me to, to say I'd like for the Steelers to be good. And it seems like maybe the Steelers once again have made the right decision here. Um, next, handsome. Here's a big one. Let's uh, do this. AFC North as we're into that now. This is the big question. Not since Chip Kelly has there been as divisive a matter in advance of a football season as Lamar, as Lamar Jackson and mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens offense going big eight, 1985 style, Jamel Holloway, better passer than Jamel Holloway. But the bones basically look like a Nebraska or Oklahoma yeah. power wishbone kind of style offense. The question is, will it succeed or will it fail? Handsome. I want to, there's no waiting this one out. There's no, ah, we got to see. No, no. You're supposed to be a football expert. You must weigh in here and now. A lot of people did whatever that was six years or so ago. A lot of people pounded the table. This is going to cause an NFL revolution, what Chip Kelly's going to do. A lot of people said, no, no, this will not thrive. The people in the latter column were the winners of that one. Handsome, I now turn to you. Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens offense will be a success or will be a failure. Let's say by Thanksgiving, we'll we'll have our answer. What will okay. it be? I'm going to change the question slightly because mm. I think the Baltimore Ravens will be a success. And I think it and I think their offense will be a part of it. But I think that the defense that they have is also complementary to the type of offense that they're, mm. they're trying to play. In other words, they will be successful running the ball and doing everything they're going to be able to do with Lamar Jackson, with Mark Ingram, with that whole stable of running backs that they've got there. And they're going to be able to change the way that they were planning on playing offense. And Lamar Jackson, by the way, is a good passer as well. So we shouldn't just think of him like that. But I think the defense that they've got is what will ultimately mean that they as a team will be successful. Well, and, it is kind be of a playoff team, but I, I don't th- but I'm not sure they're the best team in the AFC as a result of that. What's it? What's it called? Uh, Ravens. What are they called? A uh, you know, a, a collective of them. A, a 
crowd of Raven. I don't know. Well, I don't know, but we they should figure it out. Like Legion of Boom should be replaced by okay. whatever Ravens are called. Right. The group of Ravens. Can you Could check you that look out, that up, Spaghetti? Eddie? I think that's what they need to be because that secondary is awesome, as people have uh, have now recognized. I do question whether or not they're going to get much of a pass rush, but as they say, those two things tend to be complimentary. And got, so um, the, what's it, Matt Judon? Yeah, but if the, if the secondary can, yeah, can I mean, that's, delay the exactly. throw by a half a beat, then that enhances the chances of yep. getting home to the QB. But that's being dodgy, though. I, I get you. not being dodgy at all. I understand what you're saying. It's got. It, it does have to be the offense and defense must be complementary. Otherwise, it doesn't if you matter. Want. Like if you if you don't have that good of a defense, then you've got to play catch up, and then you can't be a team that just wants to run the ball and and confuse you with the different places or different ways that you can run the ball. Can I tell you what the sure. answer is? Here's my prediction. I'm going to yep. go on the record right now. The Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson running the show will be a success. That's what I said. All right, fine. I'm just being more dramatic oh, than you by a, by a tick. I think it's going to be because it's not a small thing to point out how loaded they are in the backfield. Beyond just Lamar Jackson, what a threat he is to run the ball. Imagine they have Gus Edwards still, yep. who was a revelation. And now Justice Hill, who's who is, um, you Dixon. know, what's that? Dixon as well. And Kenneth Dixon, Kenny Dixon and Mark Ingram. Yeah. These are not the same human being just putting them by. To think about the different skill sets that all those runners are going to have, it's going to be overwhelming for a defense. And the notion, well, we'll, we'll just bring everybody up to the line and smack Lamar Jackson. That's fine. That's the puncher's chance a defense has. Can you break Lamar Jackson's will in the NFL? That's always been the, the, the premise of even the Baltimore Ravens when they went against Colin Kaepernick in the Super Bowl. You'll remember how they tried to handle him and it worked for about a half and then Haloti Nada went out and then they started to have their way against that mighty Niners defense but what I mean against that uh, I, I guess it really wasn't statistically a great defense for the Ravens but Terrell Suggs and the Steelers would tell you the same thing like you try and run that stuff against us we're going to make the QB pay and hey, we'll see regardless. how long and it seems overly simplistic and little hardo kind of mentality like oh the We'll break his spirit. We're going to hit him really hard. But it does. That is the the strategy largely to stopping that kind of stuff. So that, you know, if they break Lamar Jackson, then they break Lamar Jackson. And the early returns, if you watched them, is uh, he, he, the thing that he's going to have to change. But like we've discussed ad nauseum here in Studio 66, Handsome, is there's some guys, even though it's hard to reconcile intellectually, that these guys, that these superhuman athletes, even out there on a professional football field are still better athletes than the guys trying to tackle them kind of guys. Mike Vick had no spatial sense. RG3 had no spatial sense. Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, those guys did have it. They understood like, now's the time to slide. Down. Now's the time to step out of bounds before I take the big shot. Other guys just never get it, right. whether it's because they feel like I can beat this guy and they, and they just never learn their lesson and they get blown up and it derails their careers to some degree, which guys Lamar Jackson, that's kind of the answer to that. But I also think that it's mitigated by the talent that he has behind him. Think, right. I mean, RG three was running it with Alfred Morris, who was, uh, uh, who was fine, but imagine all those options that they have there against a good, with a good offensive line in front of them. And good then tight ends, then the X fact, that's right. I mean, yeah. Mark Andrews is probably the biggest star, but, uh, but I mean, they also then, Add Hollywood Brown, who you now must you you must 
watch him. It's not as though you can just say, well, we're just going to stop the run and that will be enough for us to stop them. If Lamar Jackson is running some of that, uh, some of that jazz um, behind the line of scrimmage with, uh, is he going to keep it? Is he going to hand the ball to Mark Ingram? Oh no, he's going to pull up and throw the ball. If, if Hollywood Brown is one-on-one deep, that's going to yield some positives for the Ravens. I mean, I, I, it seems impossible that it wouldn't. Eddie Spaghetti. I was just going to add that Harbaugh today did say that he, that Hollywood Brown has a little bit of work to do, but everyone else from Ravens camp has been raving about Miles Boykin from Notre Dame, who they got in the draft as well. So they have enough targets, uh, Hayden Hurst as well, tight end. I think, I think that along with Ingram, who's a guy that's way more versatile in the running backs that last year, like from a fantasy standpoint, Lamar Jackson is one of my favorite quarterbacks uh, in the league. But I think as a team, I already gave my AFC North predictions. I have the Steelers still at ten and six. I have the Ravens at nine and seven. So I guess it's a success because they're above five hundred. But I don't know uh, if they're going to make the playoffs. One more fresh take for you, handsome Hank, yep. to provide for us is this: in twenty nineteen, there's been a lot of negatives about both. There's been a lot of optimism in the abstract about both given where the, the price paid to get one and the the where he was drafted for the other one 2019 Jimmy G or Mitchie T who do you have confidence in a both b neither c Jimmy G D I did that out of order I get but I know what you're saying and D Mitchie T I li- and I appreciate you giving me all those options I wanted you to know I don't really I- I don't know what it is. I can't really get behind Mitchie T. Either one, by the way, success uh, is um, is represented by one of the six seeds in the NFC. Well, well, I think the Bears will make the playoffs. Do you? Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not ready to unveil all my stuff yet, but I'm getting closer and closer to the Vikings in the NFC North. Kirky yeah, I mean, C. Kirky C. Yeah. Uh, I like, I mean, Aaron R is not bad as well. I like him uh, very that, much. That, that division's going to be pretty tough. I don't know. I mean, I I think that the Bears will make the playoffs again because their, def- don't buy- their oh, defense complements what they're doing. I Jimmy G, like, again, his preseason struggles or the stuff you hear from camp apparently threw five interceptions in a row, which is tough to do, and maybe he was trying. I don't know. But... Um, that I wouldn't. That, that doesn't concern me. He's put a lot more on paper that shows that he can do it than that he can't. And again, if you believe the regular season stuff and don't believe the preseason stuff, then all he's shown is that he can do it. So I'm more. Well, that I mean, it's funny. It, it's funny. That's the first time I've heard in a while, at least, people cite Jimmy G's on-field performance because at this point, it's kind of easy to say, "What's he ever done?" I mean, he was in the Patriots system where guys tend to look pretty good. What you know, guys. Matt, Matt Castle, Jacoby Brissett. It's not like he's the only guy to have yeah, but, any success in there. But he looked better. He he looked the best of anyone who wasn't called Tom Brady playing. Right, but assistant. it's a limit. But and the point did, is, it's a limited sample and then he size. Had, and then he had whatever it was. Those six games when he was with the 49ers after he got traded, where he was maybe the you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league for mm-hmm. that short period of time. Okay, and he played okay at the start of last season, then got injured. Like I've seen more from Jimmy G that tells me that he is a you know, top 15 quarterback in the NFL than anything else. And I'm certainly not going to change my mind based on some stuff I heard about the things he did at training camp and then a couple bad preseason performances. Hmm. All right. Whereas I, Mitchie T. You know how I feel. I, as I say, as I've said to you, you for a decade win now. The, do you think they're no, going to win the division? 
Yes. Well, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> wavering, but that, then I'm reminded of my own August Creed. Yeah. For a decade, I've Don't said believe that it. It's all a lie. Right. It's a just a Civil War reenactment. You taught you taught me this. It only and, looks real. It. Right. But so, but Mitchie T. It's not he, real. There's nothing to learn from the preseason. You look at it and you start to swoon. Oh, this guy's going to be a star. Oh, that guy's a bust. Ignore it. Ignore because it. if you're about to draft in fantasy, what you're seeing right now should not be an indication one way or the other of what's going to happen come September. It's really the equivalent of the combine. Mm. You know, like the, what the combine is to draft season where people suddenly are like, oh, look at that guy mm-hmm. with, with a tight shirt on. He's going to be good. And it's like, well, but he played football for three years and he wasn't good. How's he going to suddenly be good now? It's the same deal. Mm-hmm. I Well, I agree. So, okay. So you've, get, so you've talked around it now long enough. What is it going to be? Is it going to be Mitchie T? What was the question? Originally? Jimmy G. Who do you have most faith or in? Or Mitchie T. Or both. Most faith or neither. Most faith in. Yes. And again, the measure okay, is here we go. playoffs. I, as a quarterback, mm-hmm. Jimmy G is a better quarterback and he will have better stats for whatever that's worth. Unfortunately, he's in a division and on a team which I don't think will be as successful as Mitchie T, who will have worse stats as a quarterback, but has a great defense. And I believe his team will make the postseason. Okay. You know what? You know what my pushback like, on that is? Is that we also... I'm just loves, not saying like a quarterback equals team success. Everybody loves these, these, um, uh, these narratives and they buy into them and fail to notice whether or not they change over the course of a few seasons or not. And uh, one of these, one of these things is that Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius. And you'll remember that Monday night game early. I don't think, I think it was a Thursday night game. Maybe when Sean McVay, the boy genius first played Kyle Shanahan's Mm -hmm. Niners when Shanahan had just taken the head coaching gig two years ago. I think it was the first week or second or third week, and it was a shootout up in uh, in Candlestick. Well, it wouldn't have been Candlestick, but either way. Um, And everybody's, oh, this is going to be the greatest for the next decade or so. These two offensive geniuses matching wits and all that kind of stuff. And now Matt Nagy and then everybody who Sean Sean McVay had on his staff at some point now moving on and being the next offensive wizard and all that kind of stuff. And now and and then Lamar Jackson's offense in Baltimore and, and so on and so forth. And now everybody's moved on from Kyle Shanahan and forgotten this unless he's wrong about Jimmy G. And maybe he is wrong that I mean, I think we're sleeping on Kyle Shanahan, who went up there. And and he hasn't had his he hasn't no. had everything he needed for the two years that he's been there. Loaded at running back right. for a a style of running back that he yep. wants now has that and has a legitimate gaggle of wide receivers to go along with Kittle mm-hmm. and a decent offensive line rebuilt from that uh, Super Bowl run seven eight years They've ago. They've invested a ton in their defense. I mean, they and they the defense keep on going back to the well for defensive linemen in the draft. First round of the draft is it feels like they've taken a defensive lineman for the last 10 years shout out to uh to mina kimes name drop um and uh, our pal maurice jones drew for their uh, mutual work out of hawaii on the rams game last week and mina kimes told me that uh, i said oh that niners defense is going to be great and she said what why would you say that and i said because of exactly what you just said i'm a pedigree snob and unless they've done a poor job of drafting john lynch and before unless they don't know what they're doing they're they they have a bunch of blue chip guys all over that defense and she said ah 
more in the front seven, not not on the back end. That secondary's lousy. I disagree with that. You go Jason Verrett, right? If Verrett is right. good, right? I like I mean, Jason Verrett. Yeah, I've always liked him. And they got Dick Sherman back there. Right. Like that's got to matter for something that he's yep. been through it. Um, and I still, I still kind of skew. I don't think it's massive, but it still must matter to some degree that he knows what Russell Wilson's tendencies are and what Pete Carroll likes to do. And that has to have some uh, measure of import in the yeah, NFC right. West. Maybe you've just talked me into it a bit more. Really? But I still don't. Th- I still think that I actually think it's a good question. But if Jimmy G I stinks, those, then I don't know. I why. don't think Jimmy G does stink though. I think those two teams. I think the 49ers and Bears could legitimately be playing for a a, a wild card berth, hmm. you know, towards the end of the season, and then we may find out. You know, they they both feel like they're in potentially in that sort of eight and eight to to ten and six range, that could get you a wild card berth, and one of the two will make it, and, and the other one won't. I wouldn't, I, I, again, talk about the lie of August. I kind of liked the Lions, what they were doing, but then they look so bad. Oh, no. You just got to not pay attention to the li- what they're doing right now. I, I would not pay attention to the Lions. I think that would be my... Okay, do you want to say it right now? Do you want to start it off? It's our annual tradition. I want to give you the option here. Sure. I, you know, I say it. It's way easier to declare which teams are... Not going to make the playoffs. No, it's harder to do that. It's easier to say, I think that team's going to be pretty good than to say, oh, that team's definitely going to. No, no, I can definitely, I can give you, I'll, you can tell me, I'll some, give you five teams that won't make the playoffs. right. You're, you're going to blow through them all right now. Sure. You, you're going to tell me I'm not ready. These are not official. No, no, that's these fine. are not I, damage. I, I, can, I can give you some right now. Really? That aren't going to the playoffs. I, I feel like maybe I need to start with a splashy one and I have okay. a pretty good one, but okay. Handsome Hanks, right? Do you have the no playoffs for you ready there? Uh, Eddie Spaghetti. Do we have that? No, I think you can do it live. Oh, yeah, we, right. yeah, yeah, we That's never right. have one made. Yeah, no okay, so. playoffs for Let's you. do it. I didn't expect to do it, but uh, all right, let's go. All right, Handsome Hank. Here's Handsome Hank's five teams. Do I usually do five or six? I usually do six, last, right? Last you can six, add yes. to these. You can add to these because I. Uh, these <laughs> are, be I'm, more than I'm not. Six. Believe me, I'm not. T- I'm not taking any big risks. Here. These are locks to not make the playoffs. These are locks that they will not be in the postseason. By the way, you can go if you want to do something splashy. Maybe you could join your friend Maurice Jones-Drew, who says that the Steelers are going to win six games, and he thinks the Bengals are going to be good. You want to? If you want to. I don't, go in I that don't hot feel direction, like, go ahead. I don't feel like I need to join Maurice for very much apart from a very good dinner. <laughs> that's that's not a great only, dinner mate, is that's he? That's my only yes, he is. He's fun to talk to. But he's, while you're busy talking, he's taking food off your plate. He did remember that one time yes. where we had that candied bacon. It was so good in Chicago, Eddie. We had this candied bacon. It was delicious. It was thick it was, like it was a thick, steak. And, but it was also it was a it was an appetizer. It was mm-hmm. we hadn't even got into the main thing. And I had one bite in of a that. gorgeous restaurant. Gorgeous too. restaurant. It was, such it was cool, a good good. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who else was there, but there was a there was a, it was a fun little group of people. I remember Zach Miller before his terrible knee injury showed up halfway through, and and he was nice to chat with. But Mike we, Taylor I had, I had was a, there. Yeah, it was I, a good was group. There. We had a great time. I had a bite of this candied bacon and I was like oh you know it was when everyone's sharing appetizers and I was like I'm going to keep an eye on that I definitely want some more of that and I go and take a fork full of something else and I'm like back to the candy where's that gone I, and Maurice is like wiping his mouth he's like <laughs> he's eaten seven rashes but I didn't even get a bite of it I didn't even bite mine bacon. mine was gone like, yeah that was good I was like hey now we were sharing this hey now you gotta, hey now, gotta be quick it's for real. It's, it's for real. It's live out here now, Shaq. Like, why, what does that have to do <laughs> with my mean? bacon? You yeah, didn't have anything mean. to do. It has no application to you. The, the, 
taking food off my plate. That's my bit, taking right. food off your plate. But anyway, okay, here we go. All right. Handsome Hank's five teams that are definitely not definitely making the playoffs. Ready? Not making All right. the playoffs. Tell me the first one. The Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. No playoffs for you. Why? That's pretty obvious. They're the, they're the worst team in the NFL. Do you think so? By record? Yep. I uh, I know you want to be glum about your favorite. I don't want to be glum about them. I but I'm ex- I'm actually excited about it. There's 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 a lot of reasons to be excited about the Miami Dolphins this season. One of them is not them going to the playoffs. Are they taking a quarterback in the yes. 2020 draft? Yes. Really? Yes. I like Josh Rosen. I think he's. I, I do too. I like Josh Rosen. The the idea of Josh Rosen. But if Josh Rosen was good enough, he would have already secured the starting job over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, and he hasn't, and he, and he won't. I don't know about that. That's silly. I, I think a new coach probably likes the idea of stability and all that sort of thing. So it, it makes sense to sort of say, yeah, yeah I, we'll I, go I, with the put, put aside the quarterback. Their offensive line is an absolute disaster. It's Laramie weird Tunsil, because they... Laramie Tunsil is, is one of the better offensive linemen in the NFL. Everything else on that offensive line is so bad that even if they even if Josh Rosen had taken control and claimed the the starting job for his own and whatever they they'd still be they could they can't help being terrible. Well, they do have some fun pieces on They've defense. They've got fun pieces. I, I, I love their receivers. I okay, really, I don't want to argue too to much with the, you about the Miami they're Dolphins. The they're not going to the playoffs. They're not going to the playoffs. Okay, go ahead. Now, number two. I'm staying in that same state, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No playoffs for you. Do you think handsome's? I mean, do you think Spaghetti's a tick slow on the? No, I thought he did pretty well. Though. Oh, that's that's uh, that that's in line. I wanted to give you the head start to you sing, and I'm I come in the background. I got you. Okay, I I like Bruce Arians, and I think he will do, do wonders too. for Jameis Winston. But they're not going to the playoffs this year. Look at that division. They're definitely not better than the New Orleans Saints. Okay, but uh, but they, people, they, I love the Atlanta Falcons, and I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to sneak up on people this season, and I think that they are going to be a really good team. If their offensive line is good, and it's I don't know anything in, about offensive line, but the early returns are in what's been a banged-up O-line in August is that that could be their failing. But, I mean, people forget about Keanu Neal and Deion Jones last year. They went out against so the Patriots good. in week one, and that was the end of their season for them pretty yep. much. Um, but, yeah. So they so they let some of the back end guys go in the off season, and uh, I, I just can't see how Matt Ryan doesn't thrive. I think right. he's a legit MVP yep. candidate. I'm with you. You know what? I'll do. I, I think Carolina is interesting too, but we don't know what but one. The, but the Bucks are the fourth best team, and we don't know what one's going to look like. We got to dig in on this with Will Brinson. We got to get him for our annual QB rankings QB of rankings the, the NFC the South. South. But I think that um, I think that that right now would be my pick is uh, the Falcons yeah. out, out of that over the Saints. And okay, that does kind of check out that the fourth place team is going to be the Buccaneers. So that's yeah. no playoffs for okay. you. Okay, go ahead. The Arizona Cardinals. No playoffs for you. Okay, tough division. Tough division again. Worst team in the division probably, with with two or three very good teams in that division. Rookie quarterback who's going to, I think, going to be really exciting to watch. Defense is legitimately stinky. 
Um, they're just not going to. It's just all a bunch of veterans the out it's there, like, though. It's just not going to be very good. I don't know. I I could see them. Oh come on, they're not going to the playoffs, Dave. Don't try. You you you're. Why well, I'm pushing back because you're a little. Uh, you just, you know, okay. I, I understand that the drill here is name teams that aren't going to the playoffs, but I I, 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 I do say you're really not sticking your neck out very far. So well, okay. I mean, I, you, you don't have to. If you're right, you're going to be right, and then that'll be it. Okay. You asked me but, to come up with five. You're like, oh no! I just thought we would see. Some, I thought we'd see some measure of courage here, but instead, you're taking the obvious ones here. Okay, continue. I'm okay, fine. Well, I'll come up with six, and I'll have. And I'll I, have I, I, I here's what I will say for all the people that are now have have now turned it around. Oh, Kyler Murray isn't good because uh, he didn't play well in the second preseason game of uh, of the season. That offense, at least, will be very good. That that That's as far as I'll go with that. So uh, all this other nonsense. Yeah. Uh, getting distracted by what happens in 15 minutes of preseason action is not an indicator of what will be come, uh, come autumn. Continue. Okay. Last year, I predicted this team would win its division. This year, I'm saying no playoffs. For you. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Spaghetti. The Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. No playoffs for you. You predicted Last year, I bought in on the Bengals big time. Why? What was going I don't on know there? What I, I don't know what here. I liked about them. I, I thought their defense was, was going to be good. I thought that... Remember, I, said, I kept saying Marvin Lewis had... Remember, he was supposed to get fired. Then he came back. And then suddenly, he was the head coach again. I was like, this will be the moment that actually things are going to take I off. mean, I got to say... And it did. For the first few games, it looked like they might... My critique legit. so far of your picks is that these can't be right if you follow 21st century history in pro football. Every last but you've taken so far you've taken every last place team <laughs> from 2018. Were the, were the Bengals the last place team in their division? Yeah, who was beneath them? Uh, good point. The uh, the so and that well, this is why I'm going out on a the last decade. Okay, right. oh, it's See? interesting. Wow, that's wow. I really like that. What's funny is Maurice literally just picked them to win to be an actual contender for the he said this year or next year as once they fix like seven things on their roster seven like, things nah, yeah it was like Maurice like once they do a couple things like they're gonna be good this year or next year see he see that Maurice was he stick his neck out he went to, sometime in the next four seasons <laughs> well he went to Bengals camp and I think that's what happens right. he got he got yeah, hard yeah. knocked you know like yeah. that's what happened when, oh yeah when we watch so hard nice knocks every year you think oh that team's gonna be good oh wow that guy looks better than I expected the buffet was good is what you can expect <laughs> with Maurice at the Bengals <laughs> That's what happened. Candied bacon. Hey, now. All right. So that's four, right? Okay. The Washington Redskins. Oh. Was that? that? Yeah, that was the. Oh, no. The Giants were the last place team, I think, in the East last year. All right. No playoffs for you. According to Handsome Hank. I should have sang those with a British accent because those are not my official ones yet. Would you disagree with any of these? Would any of these teams not be on your list? Maybe, look, maybe... Somebody has to be a contender out of that group. Maybe I'm the opening act and I'm the one that does the easy ones and then you're the guy that comes in and does the, you know, like the the fancy stuff. I just wrote down... That could just be my role in this. I wrote down 13 teams I don't have faith in. 13 13 teams. All right, I can't, I can't sing for all of them. No. I but could, give them to us. Uh, I won't read the ones that Hank did. They're all on my list. So okay. I'll just add the other ones. Well, that, I mean, these are easy to uh, express skepticism of teams that were crummy last year. Okay, 13's go ahead. 13's too many. 13 is too many to do. Well, I'm, I I'm, give a couple. Then I'll... Uh, go I, ahead. Bills, Cleveland, Detroit. Jets, Cleveland? Well, you went Cleveland. awfully fast past Cleveland. Jets, Giants. And Bills. And the Jets. Oakland and San Francisco. They won't make the playoffs. All those. Wow. And then plus Hank's teams, yeah. 
Wow, that's a that's, see, see, now I that's a little bolder. I was going to give a sixth one, which isn't on Eddie's list, which I'm I'm ready to come with now. Okay, well, wait oh, a second. Now, wait Den- a second. Denver, if I don't say Denver. You guys are getting a little crazy, but also declaring who's going to be bad, but also you have not taken any team outside of Cleveland that has a lot of buzz around. You you picked the, the 49ers to win the division. Okay, I, but, I'm that's, super but I'm an anomaly in that prediction. A lot of people are not buzzing about the Niners right now. I people. think people are buzzing about the Niners. Are they? Okay, go ahead, Hanson. They you're going to give us, uh, <laughs> you're going to complete your half dozen of teams that are definitely I'm gonna- not going to the playoffs this year. I'm also going to complete the state of Florida. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to the playoffs. Wow. No playoffs for you. I'm now ready to name my first team that will definitely not go to the playoffs and take heart and take heed team fans of the teams that I name in this series because my track record is quite poor on this front. When I declare that your team's not going, they they tend to be pretty good. Witness in 2018, I said the Seahawks. I said the Colts. Colts, definitely remember that, yeah. Those were at least two that I threw out there that did go in. And I'm going to say in 2019, the first team that absolutely positively is not going to the playoffs, I'm sorry, Jacksonville Jaguars, no playoffs for you. I'm with you, handsome Hank. I do not think that Nick Foles is the Nick remedy is not the answer to what ails that team right. in that division. Now, I keep saying it. Now, the asterisk, though, does, I mean, it's a major one, too. Is Andrew Luck really not going to be Andrew Luck in 2019? Is he really that not going to be ready yeah. to go? I think, though, that the offensive line should be pretty good. And again, of which people, team? Sorry, the Jags of the Colts. 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 And yes. again, Colts people. They're very good. Oh, they haven't. Oh, but in the preseason, the offensive line hasn't looked good. Oh, they didn't look good in their uh, scrimmage uh, again. I mean, come on with that nonsense. Yeah. That that has no application. I don't care. It's that's being that's overthinking things to use uh, some of Baker Mayfield's language. That if you're reading into what happens in an August scrimmage, it's too much. What you want is to survive without injury. That's the goal. If you're any team worth anything, Um, their offensive line should be good. I think if Andrew Luck can't go, I think Jacoby Brissett is one of the better backups. And I think they can survive on a limited basis with Brissett in there, especially with what should be a dominant defense, perhaps the best defense in a conference full of really good defenses. And the Jags are included in that mix, but they really should have. I, you know, okay, they wanted Nick Foles. They pined for somebody who took care of the ball after the Blake Bortles experience. The mistake that they made, as far as I'm concerned, is if, in fact, according to all the scouts who looked at him, if TJ Hawkinson isn't just a good tight end, but is a generational guy in, you know, is a poor man's Rob Gronkowski, which is how a lot of people consider him, why they wouldn't, if you're if your offense is predicated on trying to be physical and run the ball with Leonard Fournette and control the ball. And you look at what Nick Foles did with Zach Ertz and company in Philadelphia. Isn't that who they should have taken? What were they right. doing in it with limited tar- pass catchers, Marquise Lee and guys like that. Come on. They should have taken uh, TJ Hawkinson, not added to what is already a loaded defense. That's fine to get Josh Allen, but I don't think that that's the difference, especially when you have Andrew Luck and T Y Hilton and Marlon Mack in Indianapolis, and you have in Houston, Nuke Hopkins and uh, Deshaun Watson and some playmakers there. I mean, I think Duke Johnson adds to that, uh, adds to that. I'd be willing to put the Titans to sleep at this point as well. I don't know about them. They're quiet. 
I think the question about them is I think there's some legitimate doubt. You you never hear about that, obviously. Uh, to what end would they uh, express this to the coaching staff? I think there's a legitimate doubt uh, among Marcus the coaching staff about uh, Marcus Mariota. Mariota. Yeah, for sure. But they but they've given them uh, they've given them weapons out there. They've right? done everything they can do, and now they've got a backup quarterback with starting experience, so they can say, "Oh, he's injured himself, and we should sit him down for a while." But regardless, the Titans aren't going to the playoffs. I can kind of buy that, but yes, I don't think that they have enough playmakers. I'm with you. I think that the two teams that ultimately but, yeah, are there. They're not, the but neither of those teams are, are going to be better than the Texans or the Colts. Uh, but assuming the, the, the only thing, I, the only thing is though, they went to the playoffs and won in Arrowhead just two years ago, mm-hmm. 18 months ago, and then were a victory away on the last game of the regular season from going to the playoffs again last year. We're really, is there been a team that has been that close, you know, playoffs and then just about playoffs that nobody talks about, like uh, like uh, we are sleeping on I think the- I think that's just because everyone has the same perception of Marcus Mariota, where it's like we're, they're just waiting for, for that team to get rid of them and get someone new. All right. What do you think about that, uh, though? Jacksonville Jaguars, the first team out. I Not didn't the say first your team. I just, they're, they're the sixth team. Yo, that's your list. My list is I've issued yeah, one. I have five still act. coming. I'm the warm-up act because you don't. You'll never. This is what happens when you do this. Mm-hmm. You always go with the, with a splashy team. Although the Jags probably doesn't. That's that counts as splashy. No, right, a lot so of people what, are very uh, excited about splash. this team. It's not Eddie jumping into a pool. It's more like you jumping into a pool, Dave. A sm- more svelte figure, but um, a splash nevertheless. A, a small splash, but someone's got to rule out the obvious ones and that's not your that's not your way that's not what you should be expected to do did you so i did that for you I'm i wrote sorry. them down for you one two three four five six arizona you know what's funny though is that on your list there there's no detroit lions where is it i didn't write i didn't say the lines really no lions though I mean, so you, I, I, I was getting halfway you keep through. Going. I was Spaghetti went to th- uh, thirteen. I saw the lines. Yeah, I was getting halfway through, and then you told me that I was that I that they weren't splashy enough, so I stopped. Well, by definition, you every division you can cite at minimum, you can cite one team that definitely is not going. That's basically for what sure. you did. You just reached out for the low hanging fruit five six times over. Yes. You could round I could, it out. I could round it out. I so could, you're going to say the Lions? the Lions? No. I, I give you the ti- I'll give you the Lions and the Titans, who I already uh, okay. ruled Look at out you, for building you. this up. Um, I've done the AFC East. Uh, I've done the AFC North. I've done the AFC South twice. Yeah, The, the West is harder because... Uh, but I, I'll throw the Raiders. I, I, I'll tell you that the Raiders aren't going to the playoffs. And the Raiders, okay. And the Raiders. Um, in the NFC, I've done the East with the Redskins. I've done the North with the Lions, I've done the South with the Bucks, and I've done the Cardinals in the West. What if the Redskins traded Trent Williams to Houston and got uh, and uh, got ninety in return? Got uh, Jadavian Clowney? Would that intrigue you? No, I mean I think no, not enough. I think the Cowboys again. That, that, does it make them better than the two? Are there two clear division leading teams? Yes, the Cowboys and the Eagles. The skins line's pretty good as it is too. It's just, both. Yeah, so it's like adding to something they really don't need. At the, yeah, at the lines of scrape. Oh no! But if they added a pass rusher like that, they would be positively devastated. It would help for sure. But I'm. It's. I don't think it's. But a in that divi- again, in that division, 
you're going up against two of the better offensive lines in football, maybe two of the best offensive lines mm-hmm. in football. Yeah. So does adding Jadavian Clowney, it's like, is that... Don O'Hara decreed, if you missed it, uh, a week or two ago, decreed that the Eagles are nothing less than the best offensive line. I would, I would probably football. agree. That's because your guy's doing well. My guy's doing well. Give us a quick UK update, and then we're going to talk... Uh, International some, get, Talk to some Chargers, yes. Okay. Things are looking um, good. My guy, right? Jordan Mylata, is who you're referring to. Right. Jordan has been doing pretty well. A mountain of a man. Mountain and a of del- a man. Delightful guy. Uh. He has played 100% of snaps in both their preseason games at right tackle. Last year, he was a left tackle. They were training him up as eventually the, re- the replacement there. This year, he's got to play a lot of right tackle because Lane Johnson's been injured. And then, obviously, they drafted a left tackle in Andre Dillard. I think he's gonna, I think Jordan is, is going to be a good player in the NFL, and, and they're giving him opportunities because he'd never played it until this time last year. Christian Wade is with the Buffalo Bills, a former rugby player, had never touched a football in a football game. The video you tweeted out uh, a handful of days ago of people watching him in the UK That's and going a, wild. What? That was, okay, that was the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that was Bills. that fake? It was fake. It was a, it was a uh, video of the World Cup, people watching the World uh, Cup. That I, game, I believe that game a was dummy. a preseason game, A, not many people are watching preseason games that kicked off at 3 a.m. All right. I thought that was real. I thought that was wonderful of that. It, how it, it excited cool. they were. But people were excited. People generally, genuinely sports fans in the UK who Christian Wade was a relatively well-known athlete in the UK was the third all-time try scorer, the equivalent of touchdowns in the rug, main rugby league in England. So, you you know, he's, he's a he's a big name. Um, people are genuinely excited about what they're seeing from him. And so that's pretty cool. So the first touch he ever had in the NFL went for a 65-yard touchdown. Last weekend, his first touch in the preseason game, catch and run for 45 yards where I was texting with him afterwards. He was saying he's used to, in rugby, running to space. That's what you do is you run to the open space. There were actually blocks set up downfield for him to – he would have scored a touchdown if he'd followed his blocks, but he just doesn't understand enough about football. Mm. It's exciting seeing what he can do, whether the Bills are willing to say you that gets you a, a chance in the regular season. I, we'll see. And then the guy that I... I really oh, by the way, speaking of that, that's uh, talk about other guys who could theoretically move, Frank Gore and or Shady McCoy. Shady, yeah, yeah that's a, uh, that wouldn't surprise me because they also like their other um, first round mm-hmm. uh, uh, draft pick as well. The guy that I'm... I'm Really want to see do well. I mentioned him to you um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Christian Scotland Williamson, also a former rugby player who apparently has been lights out during training camp and then injured his hamstring in the first um, preseason game. But hoping that he gets onto the field because he's a he's a he's has a chance. I, that's another move for the, that, for the that is almost certain to happen before the season kicks off for the Steelers, unless he's able to mm-hmm. emerge and really show that he's ready for the opening day roster and uh, maybe actually take some snaps out there. Xavier Grimble is the backup tight end for the Steelers. That's probably not great with injury prone, a guy who's had his issues over the course of his career, Vance McDonald. The Steelers need to beef that up. So it's either your guy or an addition from the outside coming in from, uh, from elsewhere in pro football. All right, Spaghetti, what did you decide here? I think the move is to, one because it's the shortest, and two, I think he's the bigger name. Is we'll just do Bosa by himself in this one, and okay. then maybe another time we'll do the Mike Williams. In what do you mean maybe together. another time? That'd be a high hat well, if we, we didn't do the other. No, we either split them up or we could do them both together. Why wouldn't you just put them all together now? It, I mean, like, how long have we spoken already? Here? An hour, four minutes. 
That cannot be true. That is not true. It's probably yeah, we, more. We just it's, spoke it's more. for an hour and four minutes. It's an hour, four minutes, 15 seconds, and and then we have to add the cold open. So with the theme song. This is the most, this is the most is egregious not, difference in what I my guess would have been. I thought we'd been speaking for 20 minutes. You guys I, I would have guessed legitimately 29 to 31 minutes. minutes. On the fresh take segment, you guys spent well over a half hour. And then the no, no playoffs were over takes. 20 minutes. We got a lot of fresh takes. This yeah. is going to be an hour 10. Here's the thing. I think once people know that you've got Nick Bosa, you've got Mike Williams, you've got Joe. Sorry. Joe, I don't know why I'm obsessed with Nick Bosa at the moment. <laughs> Joey Bosa, you've got Mike Williams, you've got, um, who else did you say? Jerry, Jerry Tillery. Tillery. Tillery? Once you've got the, one, just put them back to back. People are in. If you're in, you're in. Wait a second. Right? I don't want to be rude to anybody, but if we're already over an hour, do we want Joey Bosa to be all the way at the back end like this? Or Mike Williams or Jerry Tillery? Oh, somebody's going to be. Do we want to sit with but no, Eddie we does promised a great it. job. Eddie does a great job when he puts when he puts that out there, he'll tell you, look, if you don't want to hear Hank and Shaq talking <laughs> fresh takes for forty five minutes, apparently, although I don't believe it, just go straight to one hour and I thought, you know in. what? I thought there was some good uh there was some good commentary by handsome Hank I, and you, Eddie. I was gonna say there was a lesser degree me. There was a uh, a a big chunk of football talk today and I don't know what takes. you would take out of it. Yeah, you can't take anything out of it. That that's it was it was a good football episode. We should like we should this should all all be aired uh, if we want to. I mean, I'm. I mean, down. should be. I didn't say you should cut anything yeah, out of it. Right. Well, usually that's what. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. So I then, say just no. put all three on the back end of no this way. and no just way. direct no. people to no. where they. What? That's like a. That's like a two-hour podcast. So what? Joe like, Bosa, you want to go Joe Bosa, Mike W, or Jerry Tillery? Bosa. I think we should go Bosa, and then we should, Bosa. and then we should pair the other two up together. Okay. Bosa, it is. Uh, or you, or you do a standalone free. Bonus podcast, charges special. Why not do that, that, Spaghetti? Why not do that, Eddie? Why not do that? We could do a Thursday charges special. That's fine. Not Thursday, Wednesday. People, this is the thing. You you don't have to like oh There's I'm no only allowed to post podcasts football. so I'm only allowed to post podcasts on days that start with a T. <laughs> Screw it. Right. Go out there and put one out on Wednesday. It's a powerhouse point by handsome Hank. What okay. do you think? Okay. Do you know who he is? I know. You know, know the sway he has around yeah, he here. I have no sway. He has Roger Goodell's phone number. Do you have Roger Goodell's phone number? I mean, I know the switchboard number. I could ask them. They might He's never given you a cell? <laughs> he hasn't given me a cell, no. No? Have you ever sent an email to him? I might have done, but, that, but, what, but what's the... Who needs to be included on this missive? Put Roger. Roger dot G-O-O. <laughs> That's not his email address. It's not? No. The commish? No. We're oh, not playing somebody it. knows it. We're Look not who knows a guessing it. game here. Is he on Yahoo or Hotmail? <laughs> he just upgraded AOL. AOL.com. He's an AOL guy. He was a Hotmail guy, and he's now on AOL. Have you ever sent an email to Roger Goodell that had fewer than three other names on it? Like, so it was just like, this This goes straight to the top. I don't need to deal with the riffraff in between. This is for Roger, myself, the Rooney clan. <laughs> what? And Fox yeah, like Sports. If there, was ever, if there was anything to be taken out of this podcast, it would be the last two minutes and the next two probably. Right, here he comes, everybody. Now, number 97. It tripped me up as I was talking to him uh, about uh, his uniform number. Wait, we just agreed that we weren't putting him in there. Why are you, are we going to do any? This? So we're doing zero now, uh, Spaghetti. I- <laughs> I think you should do all three in a separate show on Wednesday. You really Chargers, you do a quick open. So you mean three pods this week or just two? Three pods. 
The third, the, the middle one. No, 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 no. Eddie, Eddie, listen. All that has to be done. No more extra work for you. I know Eddie's just, well, as we walked in here, told us how much, how hard he's having to work. I feel like it might be some residual vacation vibes. Though he's like, whoa, they're exp- I've been I in here for six so hours hard. now. But all you need to do is is Dave has to say, hey, today we're going to focus on the L.A. Chargers. We took a great trip, blah, 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 blah. Then you stick that on the front end, put three I, pods in a row. Then I don't want to lie to you, Spaghetti, legitimately. Hank's had a good idea. I think this is a good idea because I, I don't want to jive anybody out there. I feel like football season's kind of snuck up on me a little bit all of a sudden <laughs> because we still have five more teams I have to tell you aren't going to the playoffs. Okay. We still have to tell you who the six seeds and what that's going to be for both conferences. Okay. I have to tell you what everybody's final record's going to be. I We have to talk to Will Brinson and get his AFC South QB rankings. We have You've got to give your famed Steelers prediction. Right. We, and because last year I'm taking a mulligan on from there. They, they tied. No, well, once they tied in mulligan. week one, that was all out the window. That should disrupt my, my six year long yes. streak. I don't think that's fair. That's not just, I'm a man of justice. And Mina Kimes is going to be on before the season kicks off. And we have a cu- one or two other things that we have to do before okay, the exactly. season actually Package starts. Package the charges thing up. So, Eddie, all you, get, all you need to do is make sure Dave doesn't Maybe it'll open be our and Thursday close show. to this. No, 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 no. Because then it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't help you with that. And then you need to, you'll have to edit the top of this one where Dave says coming up later is Joey Bosa. Oh, yeah. That's all you have to cut All out. this conversation yeah. you probably need to remove because it may not be interesting to people. But we also one show, two show, three shows. Somewhere in the, in the uh, chunky midriff of this show, we also revisit Bosa. And I forget, we talked about it a little bit, right? But if, if you listen this far, expecting a Nick Bosa. And it ends up being Bosa, funny and you could just... It, yeah. Then you'll be like, oh, well, I'll listen to tuning on Wednesday anyway. Fair. We could do... Yeah, yeah, that's it fun. was a little bit of a bait and switch. I apologize on behalf of Dave. Right. It's fine. No jive. That's owning it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. All right. Great. So, uh, so that's <laughs> that. I have no idea what we decided, but we're not going to play any interviews right now. We'll listen to Hank's idea. We could do we could do three this week. If you think we need to catch up on football stuff, that's fine. Or we could just do it for Thursday. We'll <laughs> no. decide. No, because <laughs> no. then you don't get to solve the problems that you laid out. Where you've you've you realized there's only how many like, shows do we have four before the season until starts? Kickoff. Is that true? Yes. Thursday. Seventeen days Thursday. until kickoff. Tuesday, okay. Thursday, because you're not allowed to post any podcasts on days which don't begin with a T. Okay. Tuesday, Thursday is the day of kickoff. I do kind of like, I said the spaghetti, like, ah, if you're not a Chargers, we should do stuff. And now I'm thinking Handsome's right. Maybe it, well, maybe I'm overthinking. Maybe it should just be a Chargers show. Yes. It's I fine. think so. It's I, a bonus I will say, podcast. I think if you're not a Chargers fan, you'll still enjoy these interviews because they were all really likable. Well, Dave has a, a very, stuff. very unique interview style with NFL players oh, sure. that you're not going to get from anyone else. If you wanted, like... But some players don't buy in. These these guys all did. They, they bought in. What do you mean some players don't buy uh, in? Eric Weddle. <laughs> there are some. There. Oh, come on. There are right, some. Eric Weddle Weddle did not there are like some players who are just, they're not the best interviews. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about you. Just them. They're not a great interviews. These guys are all good. Eric Weddle's. Yeah. I mean, I've only. only, he I've is only a great, had, the weird thing is Eric Weddle is a great interview. I've only had two. Dave couldn't bring anything out of it. I would say I've only had two properly bad interviews. Like where it was just like, Wow. I don't. Me and that guy just didn't click very well in a decade. 
The Eric Whittle one, Weddle one is different because he's clearly a charming and funny Who's guy, but he just didn't like me. Who was the other one? No, it's not him. I'm saying there who were two the other, other guys. Okay, who are the two? They're other both ones? still in the NFL, so I don't want to say who they are. Why? That's fine. What? They, I mean, they, they didn't get on with me that well? Yeah. I think it was, I think it was pre-draft even. I, right. I don't think Denzel Perryman really... Enjoyed your... I think he was more like, I better not say anything. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the draft vibe. training process. Like this guy, you are not good for people in the pre-draft process where you get uh, media training. I refer you to Leighton Vander Esch. That's he and fine, I, but Leighton Vander Esch, he had no escape. He was, you, you sucked him in. But, but in the pre-draft training process, they have, they go through a lot of it, which you don't see or hear about is media training and here's how you should deal with the media. You are literally like, here's what not. Well, the guy, you know, the guy who was more (laughs) transparent and like, I am not going within a hundred yards of anything that would, that would raise a red flag was Cardell Jones, another charger, current charger. Right. We saw him out at camp, but that was his, he was so guarded. It was obvious that it was, it was owed yeah. to, um, you know, like I better not right. say anything. People, uh, are, I mean, Peyton Manning dislikes you, actively dislikes you. But to, for the record, he and I have never had a right uh, legitimate. <laughs> That's sit-down. why. Well, actually, he rejected it. <laughs> he rejected it. <laughs> Did it you hear? I had no idea about that. Oh, you never heard that? He said no. He definitely he gave you a clear no, and he I and I've witnessed him give you a clear no on other t- occasions you've tried to interact with him. That's not true. He we had a laugh at the Super Bowl. He and I. I said I. He said who wrote whoever wrote that book and uh, stick it in their rear end. Whoever wrote the book on that Peyton doesn't win in the postseason uh, can put that in their rear end. And and I saw him at the Super Bowl, and I'm like Peyton, I'm the one who wrote that book. Can I take the book out yet? And he said no, keep it there. That was a joke. <laughs> that was funny, and. Uh, but no, Peyton was hooked up for he was doing um, a rotation of interviews for um, Direct TV for yes, and he, you know, as as they do, they say what's next or who's coming up next here, and they said, oh, you have NFL coming up here, you're on the show Total Access, and then you have um, you have uh, the pod, you have a podcast, and he said, wait, what's the podcast? And they said Dave Damashek, and he's like, yeah, cut that one. <laughs> You heard my screen. name. So what what did you do in the past that really set him off? He's like Kobe Bryant, apparently. Like he knows who says he reads everything. He's taking names. That's pretty cool, though, in a sense that he, he's aware of what you're doing. I think that's cool. The uh, other side of that coin. Think, <laughs> depends what you're doing. The yeah. other side of that coin was, is, though, what was a great thrill for Vane Dave was at the Super Bowl on the red carpet at NFL Honors. Um, I, as I was, as I do every year, giving out my inconvenient gifts as guys go into um, three-hour award show stuff. I give them stuff that you wouldn't want to be holding for the next three hours, um, like a fishbowl or a 48-pack of, toilet, pack paper of toilet paper or giant balloons and all that kind of stuff, uh, or a cello. Um, I gave, uh, I, I had a Christmas tree this year out there and uh, nobody wanted the Christmas tree and Aaron Rodgers walked by and I said, Aaron, please take this Christmas tree. Nobody, nobody wants it. And he's like, I can't do it, Dave. And, and I said, did he just call me by my name? And I, I am still residing up on cloud nine. Will that, does that mean the Packers are my pick for the NFC uh, North this year? No. Are they going to the, are they going to the playoffs? I can't say yet. I can't, I, I don't know for sure yet. It all, you understand, these things don't happen in a vacuum. 
how one team does impacts Maybe how other teams. This is what you should have said. Maybe we'll find out in one of the next few shows now that we've agreed that we're putting the charges we'll on soon Wednesday. We'll find out. This Maybe it'll a, be on our next fun. episode. It's been fun. It's been a thin slight. Spaghetti, is that all right? We're going to do that? Yes, 25. We're just going to cut this show off right here? <laughs> yeah, this is fine. All right, very good then. Uh, uh, all right, play the goodbye music. <laughs> this is a good... Uh, I thought this was a pretty... I felt know, like it, it got better. Really? Yeah. What do you mean got better? No, no, no. It was good all the way through. It wasn't? It got even better. It was one of those ones where people who are still hanging around now are like, I'm glad I stuck with that. Even if I didn't get Joey Buzz. Why do you give the first 20 minutes then? Uh, it's it's like a, it's like a, a nice day in California. Starts off cloudy, sun later. Ouch. All right. Thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 